how we met. That's our story. It was almost like we were meant to meet that night. It was like kind of the classic when you're not looking it shows up sort of thing. I caught the feels. But I look back at that and I'm like, how did my parents not be like, what the heck? Good morning, or maybe it's afternoon. Whenever and wherever you are, welcome to The Story of Us, the podcast that explores the world's best love stories. I'm your host, Jasmine, and this week we have a roller coaster of a story. We're exploring all the emotions love, hate, confusion, passion, and not necessarily in that order. It goes something like this I met my now husband at an audition for his band 11 years ago when they were looking for a singer. When I met him, I thought he was pretty arrogant and I wasn't into him. Plus, he kept talking about how he was going to propose to his then girlfriend. However, they broke up pretty soon after. He later told me he loved me, but I was moving away for university and he didn't come with me when I asked him. So we lost touch for a bit after we kicked him out of the band. A long time after, he ended up coming to Melbourne and taking me for a coffee. We've now been together seven years, have been married for three of them, have a toddler and another one on the way. All right, let's get into it. What a roller coaster! I'm so keen to hear about this, but before we do, I have my lovely guest on the line. How are you going today? How are you feeling? Yeah, feeling really good. Excited to get into um, how that all transpired. <laughs> I'm very excited to hear about this story. I love to do a little bit of an icebreaker, sort of get to know you before we get into it. So the first thing I want to ask you, what are three words that you would use to best describe yourself? Yeah, um, I would say that I'm passionate. Um, I get that a lot from other people, <laughs> creative, and that comes out in my day-to-day work kind of situation and also really warm, like warm and friendly is what pe- other people seem to call me. So definitely gauge that already. <laughs> and with your um, work, are you still doing music? Not really. Music's kind of like a side thing that I sometimes do. But um, on, the, on the day-to-day, I do social media management. So that involves a lot of content creation, a little bit of graphic design, some creative writing and things like that. Yeah, awesome. Now tell me, what is one thing I would never guess about you or some kind of interesting fun facts? Um, I think most people that see me would not assume that the band that I was in was like a hardcore metal band, <laughs> but it was. <laughs> I love how so you say that in your like, peach top right now and your beautiful hair. <laughs> Yeah. So like when I tell people that I I do music or I did music, yeah, they never assume that that's the kind of music that I would do. But yeah. There you go. Looks can be deceiving. What do they, what do they think that you would have been in or what kind of music? Just like something really mainstream and (laughs) kind of boring, like pop music or like a cover band or something like that. Yeah. No, fair enough. I love that. I love taking people by surprise. That's awesome. Tell me, how would you describe love? I know it's a pretty loaded question, but what do you reckon? Yeah, so for me, love is way more than just the whole, you know, finding your twin flame, your soulmate, um, especially since becoming a parent. It's, it's, there's so many different facets to love, and I think that they're all important. Like in the current age, we discount platonic love a bit, and I think that that's so important as well, and Um, I think that you need to have room in your life for all different types of love. Um, It can also be earth shattering, which I discovered through meeting my husband (laughs) Um, (laughs) and soul destroying. But at the same time, um, it's every bit worth it. 
That's awesome. And that's definitely something I love to explore on this podcast is all the different types of love out there because there are just so many. Everyone has their own version and I'm really keen to get into yours. So I want to ask you now the first question, which was what was your attitude towards love and dating before you met your partner? Um, I met him at 19. So I think I was just young and flippant and I didn't really care about finding the one or like a soulmate or settling down. Like that wasn't on my radar at all. I was in my gap year and about to go to uni. So I'd just been traveling around and I was kind of in and out of relationships mm. in the years leading up to that. And I didn't, I didn't really care. Like I just, I was just seeing where, where I guess romance took me. Yeah. Not just so having much fun. caring about, yeah, just having fun and being young. Yeah. And what did you do in your gap year? Where did you travel? Um, I went to Finland for about a month, but the rest of the time I just spent working and saving money for uni so that I didn't have to get straight to work when I moved to Melbourne. Awesome. So very much a, I think, typical sort of perspective on on love and dating in, in your early 20s and late teens, I guess. I sense that what I read at the beginning was a fraction of the story. So let's start from the beginning and tell me about your meeting story. Yeah, so um, I went for an audition for um, a band. Basically, I got a a Facebook message. This is like in the early days of Facebook. But I got a Facebook message from someone I went to school with. And he's a drummer. So he said, oh, do you want to kind of try out for this band? And I was like, yeah, I guess why not? Like I've got nothing else going on. I'm just, you know, working at the bakery or whatever on my my (laughs) gap year. And as it turns out, that drummer was actually the fourth drummer that they had found for the band so one person like the first choice was in Egypt at the time the second choice um in Egypt I believe, Wait, how yeah, would that have worked? I know, right <laughs> exactly so um so they moved to the next in line and he had a broken leg so he couldn't play and then the next had like a birthday party on that day so the fourth it took the fourth person <laughs> And the fourth person was my link to the band. So without all of those people and all those things lining up, I probably never would have met my partner. So it's yeah. just crazy. Like your sliding doors yeah, so moment. The- we always exactly. talk about it on this show because everyone, whether they realize it or not, just has one and they bring it up when they discuss their meetings, meeting story. And I'm just like, that was your sliding doors moment. And it's crazy to think yeah. what your life could potentially look like right now. Yeah, so exactly. Different. Like I, if, if one person wasn't, you know, traveling or had a birthday party that exact day, like it just, it is crazy to think about it like that. But yeah, when I actually walked into, it was like a primary school, which is uh, another ironic moment because I had done work experience at that primary school a few years prior in year 10. And um, Aaron, who is my partner, he had planned this audition to be at this primary school in this rec room or whatever but he had also worked there for several years and you never came across each other no it was like literally like a week apart that we both worked there whoa it was weird and it just blew my mind when I found that out but not at the time though because I just genuinely didn't like him like I walked in and I was like oh typical arrogant guitarist thinks he's the best and yeah he had a partner at the time and I was seeing someone at the time so we were just friends but not even really good friends because I didn't really like him that much. I, I just thought he was, as I said earlier, like he was arrogant. And, yeah, that, that typical kind of musician persona that I wasn't really into. And, yeah, he was talking about proposing to his partner. And, like, to put this into context, we were 20 years old. So I was just like, you're an idiot. Like I just <laughs> out, outright was just like, that's stupid. Like 
why would you propose at such a young age? I can definitely um, tell you're someone who really tells it like it is. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, I am. <laughs> but yeah, he, he loved my voice and I wanted to be in the band. So um, we, we made it work and I started hating him way less. Like as time went on, like he grew on me a bit. And I think I got to see the real him underneath the like persona of the typical muso. Right. And that's where we kind of warmed to each other. And after a few months, we were like really good friends. Okay. So you were really good friends. And then I note in your story that you said that he was going to propose to his girlfriend. Walk me through that. So so what sort of happened there? Because then you mentioned that they broke up and then he told you he loved you. So how did all that happen? Like, was that one of the reasons for the breakup? <laughs> Yeah, so um, she actually broke up with him, but I think it was insecurity because between me and him getting closer and I was like kind of seeing someone, but not really. That was like fizzled out. Yeah, we did become closer. Like I fully admit that, but like nothing dodgy went on. We just, yeah, became really good friends. And it's a product of your environment. Naturally, you are spending way more time together, getting closer, getting creative. Yeah, and I mean, in the end, they ended up breaking up, which is whatever I he still didn't come to Melbourne with me, as I noted in the story. Like, I, like he, we both kind of knew when we met each other that in six months' time or less even, I was going to be moving to Melbourne for uni. Like, right. there was so kind was an of expiry. an end date on it. Yeah. Yeah. So that I think that's part of why we never really became official or, yeah, and we kind of just, like, left things really. I had the idea that this is going to be, like, this is this is going to be my guy, you know, and he's going to move to Melbourne with me and he like he's going to want to make it official and all that stuff, but it just never happened and that at the time was fairly soul destroying. So I moved to Melbourne without him. I moved with a friend and I ended up dating someone else over that time. We went from being like bandmates to like kind of hating each other, I think because he actually did want to be with me, but he felt obligated to stay and yeah, it was just kind of an awkward situation. And then um, eventually the band kind of evolved as bands all do. I ended up just saying, I can't be in a band with this guy anymore because I couldn't see him all the time but not be with him. Like I felt mm-hmm. awkward about it all. Yeah. And I told my other bandmates this and I just said, I'm just going to have to leave the band. And they basically turned around to me and said, no, we can't have the band without you. We can but have like the, the Freddie you, Mercury though. in this scenario being like, I'm going solo. <laughs> got a better deal yeah pretty much but they they ended up just going fuck it we'll just kick him out then not you because we can find another guitarist but singers are a bit different especially when um we had like a male female singing duo thing going on so I respected that but I was also like oh I feel a bit bad but anyway they kicked him out of the band he mugged me off as I would say on Love Island UK (laughs) and then I I was like okay now bye um so he kind of went from being you know, super close friends and bandmates almost dating to it completely all fizzling out and kind of hating each other for a while. So I carried on being in the band and we traveled around and toured a bit. And then we genuinely didn't talk for a couple of years. So that was very much a roller coaster going from like hating him to loving him to hating him again. Yeah. <laughs> the, the hating the hating him at the start was nowhere near the hating him in the middle because I actually had feelings for him then. So it was really tricky. But yeah, eventually he he manned up, as I would say, and he decided that he was gonna move to Melbourne to be with me.
So I want to get into that. You were apart for a while and he decides he, he wants to move to Melbourne. So obviously you were still in contact a little bit. Yeah, so we weren't in contact for a couple of years, but then um, he contacted me out of the blue and basically said, I'm going to be in Melbourne for this thing. It was like a box party or something. And he was like, I really, really, really want to see you. I need to see you. And I was like, okay, sure. Um, And I was like curious, but like very cautious. Mm. And in the back of my mind, I was like, I'll just see what he says and then I'll just break his heart. Like, it's fine. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm a cold-hearted right. bitch. But yeah. realistically, I am not that person at all. Do you ever consider not like that you weren't going to see him or were you ever just considering totally giving him the flick and, and not seeing him at all? Yeah, I definitely considered it. I definitely thought it over a lot because, I mean, in the eyes of lots of my friends and my family, he was the bad guy in my mm-hmm. story, you know? like Because they're team you, of course. Yeah, yeah. And it took a long time for him to kind of regain that, like, respect amongst my friends and family. But, I mean, I think he has now. Oh, God, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he went all out. And, and when I say that, I mean, like, for example, before I even agreed to meet with him, he wrote me a song and it said in, he confessed in there that he loved me. And it was just the cheesiest thing. I'm sorry. I feel like ever. every girl's dream, <laughs> like whether they admit it, it or like- not, everyone wants a song <laughs> written about them. It was like the moment the guy's holding the the boombox out the window kind of thing. But like he sent it to my phone. So it was a little bit less romantic. But uh-huh. yeah, so that happened. And yeah, I met up with him before work one day and he picked me up and took me to a cafe and we had coffee. And oh, that was just a pivotal moment because I kind of decided then that his intentions were pure and that he actually genuinely had feelings for me. He just had a lot of other things going on beforehand. Like, right family stuff and friend stuff and all that yeah and just packing up your whole life and moving four hours away is a big deal like I I fully do admit that um and also having no not really anywhere to go if that makes sense like I already had like a plan in place like I'm going to uni I'm doing this I'm doing this you had a structure you had a plan that you could dive headfirst into which softens the fear of the unknown because being occupied just means you have less time to overthink Yeah. And he wasn't mentally that great. So he was in a mindset that he was just going to live and die in the country and just do what everyone else does around him. Yeah. Um, So there were a lot of extenuating circumstances at play, but it sounds like within that interim period, you both grew a little bit and you were able to see from a new perspective and, and see through a new lens. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Like, I think we were just both very stubborn at the time, to be <laughs> honest. Yeah. You, you both grew and and maybe we're able to to come together and realize, actually, wait, we, we can give this a go. So would you consider that sort of pivotal moment, that little coffee date, your first date? How did it progress from there? And if not, what was your first date? I think I do consider that our first date, even though it wasn't particularly romantic. It was more like... <laughs> Like tell me, at my feet, tell, me, tell me what you've been doing for the last couple of years and why you haven't been in touch with me. I mean, from there, he really stepped it up. Like he was taking me on dates all the time, which was really nice, but he kind of had to, because I was still a little bit like in the back of my mind, I was still cautious from what had happened before and how awful it would feel to, for that to happen to me again. Again. Yeah. Um, I also just don't think I would have been able to take it to be honest. For sure, for sure. Because, and you're naturally probably really guarded around this person as well. Yeah, it, t- it took a lot of like breaking down barriers for me. Yeah. And for him? I think it was a bit different. So I think for him, it was like, why can't you just love me now? <laughs> it was like, I just it is need a not minute. that simple. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. 
Did no one ever teach him hell hath no fury like a woman scorned? So for a long time, I called him, I didn't call him boyfriend. I called him friend boy. (laughs) He had to like earn the title of boyfriend amongst my greater circle. Just really felt like he needed to, he needed to work his way up to it. And he did. Mm. I really respect that from you because I feel like you really stood your ground. You didn't just sort of go back into the same pattern necessarily. Like you made someone work for it. You made someone realize like, no, I'm not going to tolerate that anymore. I've changed, you better step it up or this is not happening. And I really respect that because I feel like a lot of people without even realizing they're doing it can fall into that same cyclical pattern and and you didn't. So I guess kudos to you and and kudos to him because you probably, you know, brought him up with you. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, it sounds like there was a lot of evolution kind of at the beginning phases of your relationship. Tell me after all of that, you know, after when he, when he moved from friend boy to boyfriend, but talk me through the evolution of like from there to to where you guys are at now. Oh my gosh. The story of him becoming my actual boyfriend is really funny because I was so sick one day and he really, he genuinely is a great person in terms of like being really caring and um, reliable, dependable. And that, um, that's like why I love him, but he was looking after me. He drove me to um, a doctor because I'd been sick for a few days and it was awful. Like I was just, I couldn't keep anything down. I had a fever and all this stuff. And um, in the car on the way there, I had to jump out of the car and I ran across the road across like a several lanes of traffic. It was really dangerous just so I didn't vomit in his car. And I jumped down the side of the road, vomited, and then I was just like, oh, I feel better now. And I got back in the car, like, sheepishly and, like, embarrassed, obviously. And he <laughs> looked at me there. and he just goes, am I your boyfriend yet? Because, <laughs> like, he's seen me at my worst now, like, just vomiting on the side of the road. Just, oh, <laughs> yeah, he's seen so it all. ill. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, okay. Like, you know what <laughs> I mean? Right. Like, I was just like, finally, okay, I guess Friend so. boy, you have evolved. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so he kind of went to boyfriend from that, which is kind of funny. But, yeah, and then, um, I mean, we moved in together. We had a roommate, but we moved in together at some point, and that was really good because we got to – and you know what it's like when you genuinely get to know someone when you live with them? It's just a bit different. Totally, and also Um, when you travel with them. Those are the two times where you really see someone for who they are. Yes, and we did some traveling together as well, and we really learnt um, each other in terms of, like, I'm a night owl and he's an early bird and things like that, like just don't match up, but they work for us. Mm. Um, and we've made them work for us in like, for example, parenting, like he will wake up early with the baby and I'll sleep in and vice versa. Like I'll stay up late kind of thing. So it does actually work for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So eventually I was kind of like, is he ever going to propose to me? <laughs> because especially especially because I was working in a wedding place at the time, like I was working for a wedding company. Yeah. So there's a lot of pressure. But also in the back of my mind, I was like, he was going to get married at like 20 years old. Why <laughs> does he want to get married now? And to me, like, he loves me. I'm the right person. What's the holdup? So, what is the holdup? Um, so eventually, yeah, he just he proposed to me. And it completely surprised me, which is so funny because it, I was kind of like, you know, in, in a, a little bit I was waiting for it, but I definitely didn't expect it when it did happen, which is so, so weird. How long between like him becoming your boyfriend and the proposal, how how long was that period? How long had you been dating for? And I know um, that's kind of a hard three question. Years. Three years. Ish. Okay, cool. So you'd known each other for a fair amount of time by then, but you'd been like official for three years. Yeah. 
what was the proposal like? Oh, it was really cute. So I'd had this really awful day at work and he said, oh, like I'll plan something. Let's go somewhere, whatever. And I was like, okay, sure. So he packed a bag for me, which is so wholesome. But also I got home and I was like, this doesn't go with this. And like, this doesn't go with this. Yeah. It was still cute. And like the, the thought was there, but I quickly repacked and we got in the car and drove to Torquay, which is like a like a beachy kind of town, maybe an hour and a half from Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, he had booked a B&B, which was really sweet. And I thought this all came about because I'd had this awful day at work. Oh, so you had no idea. No idea, but he had actually pre-planned it all. And the bad day at work was actually a blessing in disguise because it meant that I had no idea at all that it was going to happen. Yeah, you were um, so like mentally somewhere else probably. Yeah. And by the time we got there, I was like, oh, this is really cute, you know. And yeah, so we stayed at this B&B. It was really romantic. And the next day we went for like a walk on the beach and I was just doing like regular stuff like, oh, let's go buy a juice and let's go do this. And I have to take this perfect picture of the juice at the beach. Yeah, I got to get my angles. Because it's a dog beach. Yeah. And like, (laughs) I'm in like Instagram is like my job. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so I was like, yes, this is all good. This is all fun. And he was like, get on with it. I want to go propose to you. Anyway, so we walked out into the water at one point and he just, yeah, he just started talking to me and asked. Um, he didn't get down on one knee, but also I don't really, like I, I don't really subscribe to that. So I was cool with it. Yeah. Uh, and also we were in the water. So like he would have been like kneeling and like, like drowning. Wet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So he proposed. It was very secluded oh. and romantic and cute um and he proposed to me with a ring he had already bought for me because he wanted me to pick my own ring which I really appreciated he proposed and obviously I said yes (laughs) and that was really sweet yeah and then we started wedding planning and then your crappy day became the best day of your life (laughs) yeah yep (laughs) oh what a story oh my god that is such a roller coaster (laughs) and what do you love most about your partner Um, I think the fact that he's super patient because I'm not at all and he's really reliable and dependable. And Mm. I think those are the things that also make you a really great partner and parent. So I think that that's, I mean, it sounds so cliche, but you know how people talk about seeing their partner become a parent is like one of the most, it's just heartwarming. Yeah, you almost do love them more. I I mean, I don't have a child, but I've heard that 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 is what happens. Like you see them in a completely new way because you see the love that they can like give to to someone else um, and it makes you love them more. Yeah, and like it's just seeing like two people that you have this insane connection to and just so much love for um, evolve together and love each other. And he is actually the main caregiver of our son. So I work full-time. And he's a stay-at-home dad at the moment. And I just love that about him, the fact that he's not afraid to go against the grain and be the stay-at-home dad. Like, yeah, I tried sure. maternity leave and it just wasn't for me. Like, I prefer working in, like, the structured sense. And also I work from home, so I still get, like, as much time as I want with them and I see them all the time. And I can hear, like, them talking in the next room and yeah. um, I can hear him being a dad and saying certain things. And I loved and him before, but I love him even more now. And your baby is going to grow up like having both parents around all the time, which is so, so special and so nice. Yeah, it's really, it's really privileged position, but yeah, yeah, I really love it. It's amazing. Really amazing. Is it a little boy or a little girl? Little boy. Oh, so cute. 
do you dress your little boy in like little rock clothes, like Doc Martens and like leather jackets and stuff? That is like absolutely. He has he yeah. like lives in Converse's. <laughs> that is my goal. Like one day when I have a child, I'm like this child is going to be the cutest, most little rock star ever with like a little little leather jackets and like grungy grungy boots and and like long hair. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Obviously, I have to ask you the flip side. What is something that you may not love as much about your partner? Possibly the thing I dislike the most is that he is so stubborn. And I guess the only positive that comes from that is that I'm also really, really stubborn, but I usually come out on top. So <laughs> you win. I'm slightly more stubborn than him. Happy so wife, happy life. For me. <laughs> yeah. So what is your favorite thing to do together? I would say probably traveling. We've been to Japan together a couple of times and Europe. We've done like a big Euro trip. Next year we're looking at going to America. Um, But, yeah, we just love to travel together. We also love to make music together, funnily enough. Um, Yes, who would have thought? So he'll get out the guitar and we'll just, you know, play some tunes and our son will have a go as well. (laughs) He tries to play guitar. Um, Yeah, that's, that's our favorite things to do, I think. How have you found now traveling with a baby? I'm sure that is a very different game. Yeah. So I haven't traveled much with him because he was born in 2019, like mid 2019, and we didn't plan any trips before COVID happened. So we really haven't traveled with him yet, only around like road trips and stuff, um, which has been okay. But it just, I think it just changes your perspective. Like I don't plan things around us anymore. I plan things around all of us. So like there's a lot more kid-friendly activities on the cards, which is okay with me because I guess you just see the joy that they have and it's kind of, it's worth it, if that makes sense. Like my dream isn't to go to Disneyland, but if his is, then let's do it. Yeah, and it almost like becomes your dream because you get to see him so happy. So that's exactly. beautiful. What's the latest with the band? Is the band still together? Is Has it morphed into something else? What ended up happening with that? Yeah, so it just kind of naturally fizzled out at some point. What was the so, yeah, we name did, as well? I'm not going to tell you. Okay. <laughs> I never tell anyone because they, they will yeah. look it up and you will find videos on YouTube <laughs> and I'm just not ready for that. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> it's like asking to see my MySpace profile. I'm like, oh, please no. Yeah, so that's what happened with the band. But, I mean, Aaron and I, we still do play music together a little bit and we would potentially do something, you know, for an event or whatever if – the opportunity arose, but we're not just like, we're just not actively pursuing it. Now, last question. What is a piece of dating or relationship advice that you would give to the listeners? Because of the way everything transpired with me, I think my advice is that love isn't a straight line. You know, it might be a bit kinked um, and everything doesn't always pan out the way that you're like perfect fairy tale you would expect. Literally when I met my partner, he was thinking about proposing to someone else. Mm. and yet here we are 11 years later married pregnant with our second baby I think if if you do do truly feel like you have found the right person and it's just the wrong time or whatever I think don't be afraid if it looks a little bit different to your dream fairy tale romance that's really good advice and I bet that when you walked into that band audition if like someone had had shown you a little screen of what your future would look like in 11 years time you'd be like there's no way I just don't see how that would would happen pretty much I just I just straight up be like that's interesting I don't believe you it's a no from me (laughs) yeah 
thank you so, so much for coming on here, sharing your advice, your story, your wisdom. I've so loved talking to you and, and hearing your story. So I'm really glad it all ended up working out for the best and good luck for the second baby as well. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be here. And that, my friends, is the colorful, electric, soul-destroying phoenix rising from the ashes rollercoaster love story of Lucy and Aaron. As always, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Maybe something in there resonated with you. Maybe you took something away from it. Maybe you were just entertained. Now, don't forget, if you have an amazing story or know someone who does, send me a message on Instagram at Story of Us Podcast. I want to hear about it. Please also feel free to give the show a rating wherever you get your podcasts. Every single one helps me get this baby out into the world. Have a fabulous day. Enjoy your week. And I will see you next Wednesday for another brand new episode of The Story of Us. Bye.